You are listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, it's episode number 56, and today I have Chris Richards on the episode. Chris was playing in the minor leagues, and uh, just like I've heard many a times, he sustained some injuries that set his career back a bit. Uh, So he looked to a coaching career, and like many people are doing these days, he decided to start overseas with a coaching career. So in 2015 was his first stint as head coach, and it was in the Czech Republic in the beautiful city of Prague, and he was coaching the Kotlarka Praha baseball team, which compete in the top Czech league, the Extraliga. And uh, yeah, I'll let him tell you all about the story. It's a pretty interesting one. So without further ado, let's get on with episode number 56. Just a quick pause for our sponsor, Sambat. IBC is now a supplier for Sambat in Europe. So any clubs looking for team orders can contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com and we'll hook you up. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. So uh, can, can you uh, start off just telling us about your, your background in baseball uh, and how it led up to a decision to to come overseas and as a player coach, I believe. Uh, yeah, so um, I played at UNC Greensboro, um, and then shortly after I got picked, uh, right after I graduated, I got picked up by the Orioles, and I was with them. I was a position player, shortstop. Played with them for about three years. Um, in my last year, I. Uh, they converted me to a pitcher and I blew out my elbow and so I spent a year um, recovering from Tommy John Mm -hmm. and I kind of realized I didn't want to do the whole uh, pitching thing but I just I I wanted to get into coaching I didn't want to start from the bottom again and have to work my way all the way back up Yeah, Uh, I just I was a shortstop at heart, so it was kind of tough to pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the time I was rehabbing, I met Mike Griffin, who's the, uh, the Czech national coach. And I, I was helping him coach a little bit, helping him with lessons. And how did you, sorry to interrupt. How did you meet him? Um, he, he has a, an academy in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we were just, I came back and he was in his academy is nothing but uh, uh, former professional players, former professional coaches, current professional coaches. And that's how I met him. I just met him through some people, uh, other other guys that I played with. And uh, he, he was like, hey, well, I think I might have an opportunity for you. And uh, I was like, all right. What is it? He said, uh, "You want to go to Czech Republic?" I had no, I was like, I had no idea what the Czech Republic was. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. Being being from in the south, everyone still calls it Czechoslovakia, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was a little surprised. Yeah, I was a little surpri- surprised, but I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure, uh, I'll give it a shot." And uh, now I'm here. Yeah. So that so this is recent. This is your first time overseas this year. Uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, my first time. But I came in December on a, a trip. Um, 
with Mike, with all the MLB. He has a, a lot of MLB players come with him. Uh, uh, Trot Nixon, Adam Warren came this past season. Scott Emerson with the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough to come on that trip just to see it, uh, see Czech Republic, see a little bit of Europe before I actually uh, committed to coming here. But, uh, yeah, this is basic, this would be my first time. So uh, definitely enjoying it, though. Well, what were your first impressions? Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect really. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, when I, when I got here, um, uh, it was cold. It was absolutely freezing. Um, uh, uh, it was different it, it, for sure. The sun wasn't this. I don't think I saw the sun for three days, yeah. uh, uh, three weeks, excuse me, three weeks. Um, it, it was a, a little bit of shock at first. I didn't know what to expect, but, um, I think I adjusted pretty well realizing that, a lot of people do speak English here, uh, so that that was that was nice. That's the, I think the nice part about living in Prague is uh, yeah. a lot of people do speak English. A lot of people in Europe speak English. So yeah, it, it it helps. I think if you travel a half hour outside of Prague, that probably changes drastically, or maybe oh, an hour. Uh, it definitely it definitely uh, does change. I know uh, it, when I went to Brno and Alamos and places like that, the at being at the grocery store or anything else trying to communicate uh, you need to know Czech but here in Prague and other big cities in Europe I found a lot of people speaking English yeah yeah you ended up in a pretty pretty cool place one of the top destinations uh, in Europe for tourists so I mean Prague's a beautiful city I love it so uh, so you, you lucked out with that um, so so then you, you showed up I, I guess you went home and then came back in the spring I did. I went home for um, about two months, and I came back February twentieth, uh, and I've been here ever since. And go home next month, so it'll be about eight months that I've been here. So it's yeah. It, but like I said, I've, I've enjoyed every second of it because Prague, Prague is an unbelievable city. Sometimes I'm walking around and I, I look around. I can't believe I'm coaching baseball and living here yes yeah. unbelievable yeah a lot of people really do start their coaching career overseas these days and 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 then they can really uh well obviously they really enjoy it being overseas but also uh, you, you gain that experience overseas and move your way up pretty quick and uh, i think you ended up in a, a great spot there especially with uh Kotlarka. so what are you um are you coaching the men's team and i believe like the u21 right or the U twenty one national team, or or what are you doing there as far as coaching is uh, concerned? I, well, right now I coach Kurt Larska um, and try to help develop the, the players and the organization. But the main focus for coming was obviously to win the extra league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was asked to help with the, with hitting with the U twenty one national Czech national team, mm-hmm. which. Uh, wow, well, Tommy, I was a surprise, but I'm honored to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that that that's been a lot of fun. Um, it's actually, like I said, when Czech, Czech Republic, I, I was I didn't even think they had a baseball team, and I'm, I was really surprised with the talent that's here. There's yeah. some very very good talent, uh, very young talent at that that's coming up, and uh, there's a, there's quite a few kids that are actually in the U.S. right now 
um, at the IMG Academy, and uh, but it, it's it's been fun working with them. Yeah, no, I've I've been nothing but impressed as well. And when I saw the the U twenty one team playing there at the Prague Baseball Week, they I was pretty impressed with the way they hit and. Um, I'm sure you had a lot to do with that too. So, uh, yeah, I, was, I don't know about that. They do the one thing with that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's typically the thing that you know we're in North America. We're pretty pretty ignorant to what's going on over here. When I first came over to Austria, I really had no. I couldn't point it out on a map if I tried, and I really didn't know what to expect either. And so, uh, you know, but uh, so when you first when you came over and you you, you started. Um, with the club there, the men's club, uh, I, is it Kotlarka or how do I say it? Yeah, uh, Kotlarska. Kotlarska. There's that little, yeah, there's that little thing over the R. Yeah. So apparently I even say it wrong, but I think I nail it every time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you first came and you're in, what what was your impression of the level within the extra league? Um. I, like like I said, I honestly didn't know what to expect, but uh, once. Once the season started going, our first our first game was against Roshi, and uh, I think uh, one of the first pitchers we saw was the uh, Aussie, the I think it was, was it the Japanese mm-hmm. pitcher, and you know he was their foreigner and he threw pretty well against us. He spotted up well. I didn't throw particularly hard, but he spotted up well. Yeah, and we we ended up splitting with them one one, and then uh, of course the. Next time we played Jotzi, and then that—that's when it kind of hit me. Uh, there, there's some there's some good talent here. Uh, I mean, guys are throwing. Uh, I wasn't. I heard the average fastball was around maybe 83 to 85 miles an hour. And, and but when we played Jotzi, I think the average fastball between both teams was between 88 and 91. So I was like, oh, this is this is a uh, pretty good pitching. And uh, so the, definitely the league overall. Uh, every team has uh, at least one guy that is that I would say be um, what you would what you would see in the U.S. is what I would say, yeah. and that that was something that I, I did not expect. And, and you, are uh, you so, talking about the Czech pitchers on there or or the import? Well, just well, not just overall. Well, I mean, you, you could break down um, each each team really. Like you broke down Dropsy, uh, you got Menarjic. Uh, Kraus, Schneider, um, Sabovka, they all throw upper 80s, um, mid to upper 80s. Uh, you look at our team, high 80s, uh, even the foreigners that come in are typically high 80s. Uh, that was the biggest thing. That The biggest thing for me was seeing what the pitching was going to be like. Because yeah. um, you can find hitters in every league. There's always power hitters, great hitters in every league, but it was the pitching, and that that's what took me by surprise. It, very very good pitching here. Yeah. Could could you pinpoint a like a level that you can compare the Czech extra league to like back home? Um that would be uh, for I guess It's never an easy uh, question. Okay, it's for the le- the Czech extra league. Yeah. Um I would I would say that on a good day when the when you're each best pitcher is throwing. Um, I, I would say it would be maybe like a small D1 school, a really good D2 school um, would, would be my evaluation of the 
of the town. It's I would have to say the Czech Extra League is very competitive, very good league. Um, they, there were there were some days when there's a guy on the mound on the mound, and you're just like, I know guys in college that would have a tough time against this guy. Yeah. So um, even guys at the at the plate that you face, uh, because there's a lot of a lot of really good hitters throughout the league. Um, and just check guys as well. Yeah. Um, foreigners, of course, foreigners when they come in, they're expected to perform. Um, so you, you kind of expect a different level from them. But overall, the Czech players uh, very impressed by mm-hmm. by them. And within the league, uh, would you say it's like well balanced, or is it more top heavy? Like the top few teams uh, kind of dominate the league. Um. Yeah. It. it you can see where uh, our team, for sure, uh, has a lot of talent on it. But we have a lot of young talent. Yeah. Uh, Drazi just has ex- um, experience, the, the same guys for the past couple of years. Uh, and that's just playing experience. They'll just beat you with doing the simple things. They'll, let, they'll just make you make the mistakes. Um, but then you look at the other teams, it, they got balanced talent. Um, I think maybe... There's one or two teams that are a little um, overmatched, but if they were to maybe put the money forward to get a couple more imports or get some imports, um, I think it could be a, a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the biggest thing is uh, money is, is what it comes down to. Uh, teams that are willing to actually put forth money to spend on players, uh, to spend on their field, uh, I think that's what uh, kind of pushes other teams away yeah. uh, from, from the top teams. That makes sense. So, yeah, you had some success in the league. I'm looking at the standings right now, and you guys finished just behind Drashi at 23 and 12. They were 29 and 6. And it looks fairly balanced, you know, as you go down the list. Uh, you know, towards the bottom, there was no 1 in 20, whatever, you know, like there were. You know, each team at least got a handful of wins. So, you know, I've seen other leagues in Europe where it can get pretty ugly. Um, what What do you think the success of Kotlarka or Kotlarcha it was in the league? Uh, like, as far as what's the reason behind the success, being a young team that you are? Uh, I'd have to say uh, power. We're definitely, we're definitely blessed. Like I said, when I got here, I was amazed by uh, our hitting ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, I didn't know what to expect but uh, you know we have Jacob Slotik who's the basically probably going to be the Czech all time home run hitter uh, I think he hit his 50th uh, career home run here <clears throat> so and then you, you have Peter Sela who's probably one of the fastest people in the league uh, the, I mean you got Daniel Bavrusa who's with the Yankees uh, Martin Trevenka, who who's with the Indians, uh, it's, we we have a, a a very gifted lineup, and uh, the, I think the biggest thing that helps is when you have those guys that have played minor league baseball or uh, played college baseball in the U.S. It it really helps the younger players because they're able to to see what it looks like, um, see the work that they put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it really helped our team. I, I know uh, we didn't get Peter Sela until the middle of the season after college baseball was over. Mm-hmm. And when he came, him and uh, uh, Shuka, another player that we have that's in the U.S., 
uh, when they both came over, it was just a, a second breath for us. Everyone it was something new, and they were the guys that came before practice, got their sprint work in, and you and it, it started to become contagious. Yeah, and our, uh, I mean, my team, I give a lot of credit to them. They worked hard. They every uh, we typically a lot of teams here have two uh, two practices a week. I had two practices a week plus three open days, and I think I probably had 15 guys at every practice five days a week this whole season. And that's usually the complaint overseas is that really there's just not that, you know, guys aren't willing to put in that extra effort typically across Europe. And, you know, two, they're satisfied with those two days a week, or a lot of guys have jobs and families or they're studying. And uh, so practice can be pretty bleak at times. So to hear that you you're getting 15 on the on the optional days is is pretty impressive. So I think that's obviously is behind the success in the league as well. And and having those guys with that background and the knowledge that they have, and to see that their work ethic is definitely going to be contagious for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. could you tell me a little bit about the history of the club um, and and how they and first of all what what are they. What's their last name? That's the thing, and it's really difficult to pinpoint sometimes. Like, what do you call Kotlarcha? Like, there's Draki Bruno. What is Kotlarcha other than baseball club? But <laughs> it's just Kotlarcha Praha. So Praha means a Prague. So yeah. it's just Kotlarcha Prague. Nothing. That's it. Okay, so they're not nothing, nothing creative uh, at all. There, <laughs> I asked the same things, and I think one practice the. Uh, the guys on the team were trying to figure out what would be a cool name as well. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, nothing nothing too exciting. But I guess if you live here in Prague, uh, I guess Praha is enough because it's an amazing place. Yeah. So they just basically say the sponsor name with Praha. Or <laughs> yeah, it, 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 basically. Uh, I know I I think there's uh, – Coat Larsha is a is a basically a sports complex that's here in Prague, uh-huh. and so named after that. Which which I have to say is also different because we're used to it in the U.S. Everyone having their own team, every high school having their own team, every uh, college is having their own team. But that's not how it works here. It's it's clubs. Yeah. So Coat Larsha Club, you got soccer and everything's in it. There's no university teams, no high school teams. Mm-hmm. That was another good shot for me. It was very different. Yeah, yeah, it is very different here with regards to that. So what what did you find? Oh, yeah, what have you heard as far as the success of the club throughout the years? Like, um, obviously, this year was very successful, and we'll get to to that a little more in a bit. But in the in the past, how have they done within the league? Well, the Kavarsky the, has only been in the extra league, from what I understand, for five seasons. So this is the fifth season. Uh, they've been in the final for four of those, uh, or been in the playoffs for four of those five seasons, and in the finals three of those five. And uh, the past the past three years, I believe, or two seasons, they've lost to Jotzi in the finals. So I guess mm-hmm. third time's the charm, and so that's why that's why it was so such a big deal. Uh, that they won this year is because they kept losing to Drazi in the finals, and uh, yeah. But for the past five years that they, once they joined the extra league, they've been highly successful and just have progressively gotten better every year. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive to be in the league that only that long, and to find that 
success right away. It just tells me that there was a they're, they're doing a great job with their youth program, and whatever young guys that matured into men are are you know performing, yeah. producing. So that's what it sounds like with a good combination of veteran guys. So. Just a quick pause for our sponsor, Sambat. IBC is now a supplier for Sambat in Europe. So any clubs looking for team orders can contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com and we'll hook you up. Um, so, yeah, and to anyone that is listening that isn't familiar with the Czech League, Drashi has basically dominated that league for 20 years uh i believe they've won 18 of the last 19 years they've won the championship and when you look across all the european leagues you know there are some dominant clubs but nothing nothing like this so uh but now uh i know technica bruno won a couple years back and now you guys have won so it it appears that maybe the league's starting to balance out um which is a good thing obviously so uh, but the, I could see that being extra sweet beating Drachy, uh, you know, knowing that, and of course the trouble they've had with them, like you said in the last few years. Yeah, I mean, I think they actually were going for their twentieth uh, championship, I believe. I think it was that was one of the big things is that let them get to twenty. Yeah, uh, but the, I think the biggest thing also for us is uh, this was the first time that anyone in the, in. Uh, Prague has ever won the championship, so uh, that that was another big deal because you look at Technica, they're in Brno as well. Yeah. So it, it had nobody from Prague had ever won the championship, so it was it was really good for the city to bring it here. Okay, I wasn't uh, sure if that I, I heard that. I just didn't know if it was ever or in twenty years. So if that's if that's that's either way, it's a huge huge accomplishment, especially being yeah. the bigger city of the two. And you know, you would think that. You know, so I, I can see that the Prague clubs, uh, you know, really gearing up every year to finally break that curse or whatever it is, and so now, yes. you, guys, now you guys finally did it. Um, do you know much about the importing within your club? Like, how long have they been bringing over import players, or have they typically relied on on their Czech talent? Or uh, typically, they've uh, they've, from what I understand, it's usually been about two guys that they'll they'll bring in. Um, uh, Bradman Russ Jackson, he's from he's from Australia. He's been with the club for the past four seasons. Um, and he's a catcher. Uh, sometimes he, he pitches, but he's been with the team uh, for four seasons. Then uh, then they like to bring in maybe a, a foreign pitcher, but it was a little different this year uh, because you look at our imports. We we ended up having five if, if you broke it down, which is. Uh, which is typical from what I understand is usually has three or four uh, that they bring throughout the year. But the rule says that you can only have three imports in the lineup at a time. Mm-hmm. So if, if I have three guys in the field and I'm bringing a pitcher, I got to take one of the guys out of the field. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have a left fielder, Joe Truesdale. Uh, he's from the U S but he's lived here for, I believe 11 years. He's been married for two. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he count so as a foreigner then, or it, it, he he does on the roster? But all he has to do is get his uh, check visa or wh- whatever he has to do. The the visa things are a little different for married individuals. I, I don't know. He said he's going to be working on it. But in in my eyes, he used to play for Ostrava, 
Uh, and the league's eyes, I would say that he's not really a one there because they've seen him for so long. Yeah. Um, then you, you look at uh, Jackson, like I said, he's from Australia. You look at Brad Merritt, he played with the Eagles. He's a pitcher for us, but he's been here for four years. Um, and then then you look at uh, Mitch Nielsen, our shortstop. Uh, he played with the Indians for a little bit. Uh, one of our shortstops, Peter Merritt, he – he he had to stop playing because of work, and um, so we need to fill that spot. And so halfway through the season, Mitch joined us, and mm-hmm. he's Australian as well, isn't he? He is, yeah. and uh, he was a huge help to us this year, uh, especially losing Peter, who's a great baseball player. Um, but he came in and and gave us another another breath towards the finals and uh and then of course myself included uh um, but I'm, I'm just coaching so at, at the beginning of the year i had that that urge to play uh but then i realized you know i'm here to coach i'm just going to focus on coaching yeah. and um so that's where our imports imports lie but for the, the biggest thing to know is that you can only have three at a time and most teams for the most part only go with two foreigners yeah. um that they pay for uh, the others might play for free or have to work for their money. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's something also that I'm learning since I've been here. It's, it's not like the U.S. They don't they don't expect people to make money in baseball. Yeah. Uh, where in the U.S., you know, you could do lessons for a week and uh, probably make a lot more money doing that than you would in a month here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the thing. That's why the clubs here usually pay a salary, um, and you know because there's really not a lot of opportunity to earn money while you're over here. And right. but I know I do know the good thing in the Czech Republic is it's fairly affordable. Maybe Prague in itself is a little more expensive than the rest of the country, but it's pretty affordable to live there. So um, um, as opposed to Switzerland or something like that. So. Right. Did you find like most of the imports across the league have affiliated backgrounds, or were there some guys out of college or? Uh, no, there's a, there's a college. We're more affiliated, I think, this year because of just uh, my connections and and players on our team's connections. They just who they played with. But if you look to other teams, uh, uh, you look to the arrows. There's a lot of a lot of college kids. Uh, you had Alex Lee who put up great numbers this year for Arrows. He played at Wofford. Um, mm-hmm. you, you look to uh, you look to Tempo. Um, you have Jacob Benowitz who, who uh, played in New York and he pitches. Um, and then there's a couple Australians um, that you know they just they play club ball in Australia and and just uh, find their way over here but it's not strictly just affiliated I know when I talk about my team that's what it sounds like but um, it, it's not we have college guys as well mm-hmm. uh, I know, so, Dra- uh, I know uh, Drackey is pretty much looking at affiliated guys only though I, I from what I see or hear yeah yeah they uh, they have affiliated guys basically themselves too um, yeah that, that used to play, so that's how they. But for the most part, when they bring in a guy, it's he's had some minor league experience, mm-hmm. um, or comes highly recommended from someone that played affiliated ball. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they they do about the same. But that's not saying that if you know you play college baseball, you can't play and check in the Czech league as a foreigner. 
because the biggest thing it comes down to here, uh, uh, it, it comes down to trust. That you, you start learning the uh, the culture a little bit, and they they have issues trusting the foreigners because you know a lot of times they're going into it blind. They don't know what they're getting, yeah. and there's there's been a lot of a lot of instances where they get a foreigner and he doesn't pan out to be what they expect or he doesn't perform in the playoffs or and just just differently if he's a pitcher he's just he's not the pitcher they expected yeah. so they have a lot of issues with that going into it blind so that's why if he did play affiliated ball they feel a little more comfortable with that because yeah. they know it, it has that stamp of approval on it yeah and then there's there's kind of a balance because I hear both sides of the story. Sometimes clubs come to us saying they want college guys because they're more they're hungrier, uh, typically, you know. And sometimes a, a guy that played affiliated ball comes over and and he doesn't like it. Because, you know, maybe the level's not as high as he'd like it to be, or whatever the case is. So there's there's kind of a balance there. It's, it's not an easy thing, and we do our best at, at our website to to you know kind of go through the background of these guys and. and try to extract all in relevant information to to help these clubs make a good and informed decision and it's it's not an easy thing that's for sure no it's, it's for sure it's not is uh, on your end you have to kind of rely <laughs> and they're telling the truth as well so yeah. uh, there's there is that that balance like you said yeah um, what we do here is we will contact obviously their former coaches um but we'll contact former opponents teammates we'll we'll just contact as many people as we can and and you could you can get a a, a a good feel for for a guy through what others have to say about him and it, you can tell when somebody's sugarcoating it a bit you know so it's so it's you know i think we're, we're doing a pretty good job these days uh you know really getting a, an idea of what a guy brings to the table but it's never an easy thing that's for sure and that is typically yeah. the case is these clubs really are hesitant to bring in a guy blind they like to know somebody that knows someone and it's usually uh, usually how it works but i did notice like how how big a role do you think the imports play in the check extra league like do the clubs live or die based on the imports because i i looked at the stats and there's a lot of check hitters and pitchers at the top you know and and you know mm-hmm. it seems to me like they rely as much on you know that that check talent as they do on the imports to for a successful season uh yeah i mean i i think well one having an import brings a little bit of comfort to your team okay guy here's a guy that hopefully can play a little baseball um brings new energy new life but uh, a lot of a lot of times what they bring also is uh, experience to help the, the younger kids uh, and the players around. There's something new for instruction. Yeah. So I'm kind of like a player coach on us. Yeah. Um, but as far as living or dying by the by a foreign player, I, I mean, on our team, if you look at our roster, Mitch was our second best hitter, uh, if you look at average-wise on our team. But basically everyone else was was a check player um, but they do if you get a good one they are usually if you look to all the teams they're usually the the centerpiece of the team mm-hmm. um, they, they they play a vital role because usually whether it's a pitcher or a shortstop or a catcher it's usually those pivotal roles that they, maybe if it's a catcher he can frame those low strikes he can throw runners out he can block the ball shortstop uh, he 
he doesn't make errors, he gets on base, or a pitcher that's just dominating. Yeah. So it, it's almost I'm not saying it's a franchise player, but it, it's a player that uh, that's able to make everyone around them better. Yeah. So uh, the, I know for us, Mitch coming in, I think he surprised all of us. He had 14 home runs this year in only 24 games. He, he was wow. here for half the season. Uh, so that was kind of a surprise, and he, he did hit the the go-ahead home run for us in the final game. So for us, we, we kind of lived by him, so, uh, but not all teams are, are that way. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I asked that is I did notice that it's a little more spread out in terms of, you know, the final statistics, individual statistics. That It just seemed to me that maybe in the Czech Republic, they'd like every – most leagues here, they they need that one import pitcher that's going to come in and and you know lead the team. And I don't think it's as needed in the Czech Republic. I think there's a lot of really good Czech pitching and and, mm-hmm. and obviously they can hit. So so it's it, I think it's a pretty strong league from from what I see. And, and yeah, I would have to agree with that as well. Yeah. I, I think it's a very strong league. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's enough of that. Let's just wrap up with the season here. How you. So you, you go into the playoffs and you're facing um, who are you facing again? <laughs> oh, the arrows, yeah, the arrows. The arrows, yeah. Yeah. So you, and and you pretty much walked through them from what I saw. I don't want to, you know, ruffle <laughs> yeah, any feathers with Alex Lee and, <laughs> and those guys, but it seemed like you didn't have too much trouble with them. Well, I mean, hindsight's a little twenty twenty, but the the. Kind of the only complaint that I have towards that is, you know, you work so hard to go off for first place and then you end up in second place. But the way it works here is, or this year, the first two teams got to buy in the first round of the playoffs. So we were actually uh, kind of just sitting around practicing for two weeks without playing baseball. Yeah. And we tried to scrimmage each other. So there was, we were actually kind of, um, I want to say, I, I think I prepared the guys well, but yeah, there's a little bit. A nerves going into going into that series because the guys haven't played any yeah. baseball. In yeah, uh, that that's that was a little frustrating. But well, we actually came out um, refreshed and with a lot of energy, and just were able to take them in three games. And uh, it, it, it was it was really exciting. It was it was very exciting. But uh, we were just able to put the ball in play and make them uh, make some errors and executed when we needed to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the that little break did pay off for you guys, but I can see it causing some concern for sure. Because uh, yeah, um, okay. So then that that you went on to the final then, and you're facing your. Uh, it sounds like your nemesis, uh, Draki Bruno, and they take game one. And uh, was it decisively, or or what was the feeling after that first game? Well, I, actually, I think we we won the first game, oh. but this past weekend they uh, uh, game three they took. Oh, uh, my they bad. Took. We took their game one. Yeah, the game. yeah. No, no, no. <clears throat> yeah, that's so, right. You you we you, there. you won eight five in the first game. Then they came back and and, right. and beat you yeah. two games. Yeah, my, I got my notes mixed up. Yep. Yeah, the the thing with the first game is that we have uh, Merrick Trevenka. Um, he's pitched in this league forever. <laughs> but um, he, up until last Saturday, he had never lost a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you have that kind of statistic, you feel pretty confident when he's on the mound. So we were able to 
came away. Uh, it was like you said, an eight-five victory. So being able to win that first game was a all right. These guys can relax. Yep. Everyone can breathe a little bit. Set the tone then, a little. Yeah, set the tone. Hey, we're here to play. Um, and then uh, game two, uh, you know, didn't go our way. That's baseball. A couple unlucky breaks. Um, basically came down to fielding errors. Uh, but at the end of the day, we looked at it. Hey, it's tied one one. Yeah. Uh, and where are but, you playing yeah. these first two games? First two games was was at Drossy, so it was yeah. in Bernal at, at their stadium. They had home field advantage for being the first place team. Um, but the biggest thing that first week weekend was to come away with one win. Yeah, that was that was the biggest thing. So then you're you're home for game three, and it's tied one one. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so. You know, in our eyes, it's home. We're, we're playing a doubleheader at home on Saturday, and you know, in our eyes, it would be awesome to win uh, both both games and uh, you know, win it at home. But unfortunately, we ended up uh, we ended up losing that first game, and so our backs were against the wall a little bit. Yes, because uh, it's the best of five. So now you're down two one, and you can't lose now. Right, yeah. but. So going into lucky, game four, who uh, did you have on lucky the mound? For us. Sorry. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, fortunate for us, uh, part of the guys that have that are on this team that are part of this team from the beginning is uh, Menarjik, and he, he's with the he's in the Pirates organization, and he actually came back two weeks ago along with uh, Johnny Novak, Jan Novak, who's with the uh, with the Orioles as well, and uh, both Czech pitchers. And we uh, decided to start uh, Menarjic against. Uh, he was going to pitch against Schneider for game on game four, mm-hmm. and uh, Menarjic pitched an unbelievable game, a complete game. Uh, I mean, uh, no walks, mm-hmm. uh, a couple hits. I think he had like eight strikeouts. But the biggest thing is he had no walks, and he just pounded the zone. It was a shutout too. Yeah, it's just complete game. His first complete game shutout. His first complete game ever. Um, and it, it was it was unbelievable. And yeah, and up against Schneider too, being kind of a, a Czech legend um, in in his own right, uh, must have been you know a pretty exciting game. Yeah, it was. Um, but we had faced Schneider a couple times before. He's an unbelievable athlete. Um, but we were just able to stay patient at the plate and make make some things happen. But when you have a guy on the mound that doesn't walk anybody. And keeps the pitch count low. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to lose that kind of game. Yeah. So that so then that so you're tied two two and you're heading back to Bruno for game five. Right, and this is uh, this is actually a familiar spot with both teams because I think in the past uh, uh, in the two previous seasons it went four games. Last year, uh, Kurt Larska lost in basically the last inning uh, on an unfortunate play to third base, but it was game five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like the same position one year later, uh, same scenario. You know, and you're at Dropsy Bernal. And I was just telling the guys basically, you know, you know how to play baseball. You've been in this spot before, and now it's your turn. Third time's a charm. I mean, yeah. If you look at all the omens in the world, they kind of point to your direction. So just yeah. believe it. So we uh, we put uh, Novak on the mound. Like I said before, he's with the within the Orioles organization. Uh, he's actually in the process of trying to convert to a starter, 
And uh, so the past couple of weeks, we increased his pitch count. And then he threw an unbelievable game as well. Uh, I think he walked two or three guys, threw 130 pitches through nine innings. But even in that ninth inning, he was around the knees. Um, but, I mean, that's what it, it came down to. A big, we, we were on base basically every inning. I mean, we pressed and uh, we, we did all the little things, played defense, we pitched, you know, we ran the bases, advanced runners. It, it was everything as a coach, everything that you preach all year, all the little things. Hey, we got to move runners over. We got to put the ball in play with two strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to throw strikes, give the other man a chance. Everything you preach all year, they did in that final game. And it was it was amazing to watch and amazing to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine the celebration beating Drackey on their home field after all these years, uh, yeah. and bringing the yeah. the title back to or bringing it to Prague for the first time. So I can imagine the celebration was pretty pretty insane. It was and well deserved for for these guys too. Very well deserved. Great. You know, I'm happy for you guys, and you know, I don't want to take up any more of your time. We've been talking for 40 minutes, and I appreciate the interview and and. Uh, it's cool to hear the story, and even though I wasn't there, I, I can really appreciate what you guys accomplished this year. And uh, so, what's just to end this? What's on store for next year? You come uh, back? Well, uh, not not too sure right now. We uh, we actually have the check cup this weekend. Um, it's an ongoing tournament basically throughout the year within Czech. And so it's, again, uh, us, Drossi, Technica, and uh, Eagles. And so right now the focus is uh, just this weekend, just winning that. Um, you know, after you win the Czech League, you also want to win the Czech Cup to, to reclaim your dominance on the year. And yeah. so right now that's that's the main focus. Um, and then, <clears throat> then we'll start looking the next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Good yeah. luck. Good luck with the Czech Cup, and you know maybe we'll see you at Prague Baseball Week again next year. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Take care. That wraps up episode number fifty-five. I want to thank Chris for taking the time to share his story, and also congratulate Chris and his teammates from Kotlarka for their championship in two thousand fifteen and upsetting upsetting the mighty. Drachi Bruno. Okay, until next time, take care, everybody, and we'll catch you on episode number 56.